Kendall. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to Smitten. A podcast about love stories in all shapes and sizes. Hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since we recorded because we recorded some in advance. I know. I feel like we do that. You know, like we do some in advance and then we get regular and then we go back to like a weirder schedule. But (laughs) yeah, it's been a week or two. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. And I have an update. (gasps) Share your update. I started reading Midnight Sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. How is it? What are your thoughts? I'm obsessed. You're right. I'm 12 years old again. Yeah. Nothing matters. Yeah. I'm just a little baby reading about vampires. (laughs) It's very nostalgic. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I haven't even finished it. It's like um, I don't want it to end. Yeah. So I'm putting it off a little bit, but yeah. No, I'm maybe halfway through if that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> great. I love that. I have a surprise. Okay. Um okay, so your birthday was last <laughs> week and initially I was going to give this to you when we like my plan was we were going to meet up and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I ruined it." No, it's okay. And then you're going to Montana, and I know, like, packages take forever to get there, I'm pretty sure. And also, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to ask you for the address, because then the surprise would be ruined. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'll just show you now, and then send it to you. Okay. Okay. Wait. Oh, it's upside down. I'm nervous. Okay. (gasps) Oh! Isn't it cute? Okay. Oh my it's gosh. Backwards. Maybe. Oh no, wait. it's not. It's not for me. Oh, it isn't. No. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yay. Okay. So my oh, thought. Oh, it's gold. Yeah. For should we describe it for the oh, listeners? Yeah. <laughs> we're bad at that. <laughs> we're we're, we're really bad at that. Um, it's a canvas, and mm-hmm. it has a pinkish background that are like smitten colors, and it says smitten established twenty twenty. With some gold. Perfect. But okay, so I was going back and forth in terms of if I should say like smitten established twenty twenty or like Kylie and Zane smitten established twenty twenty. But then (laughs) I was like, okay, this could be double meaning because smitten was established twenty twenty and you got married in twenty (gasps) twenty. So Oh my gosh, that's so I was just like, forget about Zane. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Smitten twenty twenty. So Anyways, oh, it's not thank you. like, you know, I wish I could give you a much more extravagant present, but your girl's broke out here, so. No, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's going to go, I'm I'm going to have to rearrange my bookshelf again, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Make it work. Make it work. Well, good. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> My address is. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty sure I have your address because you email me something actually but i might can you just text it to me again just in case yeah well i, emailed or, you I mean you my ma- address <laughs> you mailed me the the smitten notebook did i i might have mailed you that from my old address oh yeah oh my god i'm i moved i, <laughs> moved. <laughs> I forgot about that how could i forget about that i was just like okay I have an address it's fine that would have been that's bad so, that, well that's do so you have cute, your mail though, forwarding 
have you you know i mean i gave them the address to afford it too but i used to get literally 10 people's mail at that apartment so so i hate that for you Hmm. well okay yeah Yeah. i definitely don't have (laughs) i'll give you i'll give you my new address (laughs) (laughs) well um i have one other update wait no maybe two updates so so many updates i know I'm just, I just like to talk about Kendall myself. always has that. I just like to talk about myself, okay? It's a, it's something I'm trying to work on, but also, here we are. Don't. <laughs> um, my first update is that I had a lunch meeting today, and it, I got to see my coworkers, which is cool, for oh. the first time since March. You haven't been seeing them? No. Who have you been Zooming with? Well, we don't, they don't share video, which I think is oh. kind of weird yeah but i get it also like people don't want to be on video but i need the social interaction so i'm like i'm about to start um classes Mm -hmm. you know and start teaching as a ta and i'm so nervous for people not sharing their i'm gonna be like the mom from mean girls like i'm a cool mom i'm a cool ta like yeah please turn on your video (laughs) do you have to turn on your video or are you just like it'd be weird if you didn't i feel like it'd be weird if i didn't i don't know if you maybe i'll turn it off if they don't turn it on anyway so your lunch meeting that was that was it that's why i'm semi-dressed up but um (laughs) going out of the house i literally never leave the house because what's the point like i have no reason to the apocalypse truly um stay indoors yeah (laughs) Oh, I guess that's a good update. Yeah. It's been raining. Yeah. So there's less smoke. It finally rained. Yes. It, less smoke. It's just been like, the smoke just looks like fog here. So it just looks like, it feels like fall, oh. which is fun. Um, All the time. <laughs> truly. Um, but, okay, my second and more important update, I guess, is that I'm on sitting on this nice chase lounge that I bought myself. And it was like my first big girl furniture purchase about Mm -hmm. like three months ago and on thursday i came upstairs and my door was open and we couldn't find jack and i was like oh no (gasps) and on my side table right next to my chase sounds was a coffee and he had spilled the coffee all over my nice chase lounge oh no and i did you get it out yeah it's like you can't see it at all i ruined the story i'm sorry no it's okay (laughs) No, it's okay. It, I was, I was so mad. I, I was just like, I, I've been so careful because I'm very clumsy and right. spill stuff. So I've been so careful and proud of myself, like not to keep anything by here. And then I was like, freaking Jack. And then I was like, oh no, coffee's poisonous for dogs. So luckily he spilled <laughs> Number it. Number two. <laughs> right. Second thought. <laughs> he, he spilled it like everywhere instead of like drank it. So... I don't think he yeah. actually ingested any of it, but good. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't smell like coffee. I don't think it does. That's not the worst thing it could smell like. Yeah, but there was also milk in the coffee, and that Uh-oh. could smell bad over time. But anyways, it was a it was a interesting moment. I'm like, is this what it's like to have kids? Because like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, those are my updates mad at oh jack a little bit but it's not his fault because i left the door open and i shouldn't have left the the coffee there you know like that's yeah my bad he's just a puppy doing his puppy things so i wasn't really yeah. mad at him i was just mad at the circumstance right but all is well all is well the the couch the chase is safe yeah it's luckily like a good fabric that 
wouldn't keep stains I don't think in a good color so that's why I didn't get white <laughs> right yeah. imagine right oh white furniture is a choice that I would would never make I mean it's beautiful and I, I can appreciate it but god forbid I never would trust myself no. <laughs> but enough of me <laughs> should we talk about episode 14 love during war it is episode 14 yeah that's the episode yeah um um i don't really know anything about war is kind of boring to me yeah (laughs) but but love isn't so right and well so this i mean is a good transition into my love facts because my first um love fact is that war is bad Uh uh-huh that's the fact. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, so, I mean, it sucks that we're talking about war, but there's also, you know, like human circumstances yeah. when war happens. So Right. Well, I think love, I like my love facts um, about war and like the emotional response people have to war. Oh, is, that was, that's a good direction right. to take your love facts. Well, okay. You'll see what I did. It's not so good. <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, it's like the undertones of my love facts, but you know, I'll just share a love fact. Um, so if that's okay, can I share a love fact? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk more about how war is bad? We can, we can stay there if you want. Um, I mean, we could just say, you know, it's like used in as, as an excuse mm-hmm. for, um, imperialism, mm-hmm. which like isn't good, no. but that's my first love okay i'll leave it at that people we could go on but you know you get the gist (laughs) um so the first my first love fact is that a study at byu found that combat veterans first marriages are 62 percent more likely to end in separation or divorce than other men oh is that like marriages before going into war or just in general i think just like their first marriage and then they, uh-huh. like, where, whenever at some point they go and deploy. I, I don't know if that's the right mm. word. But, um, mm-hmm. And they're actually, like, actively in war. Mm-hmm. Then they're more likely to end in divorce. Which, you know, emotionally, a lot yeah. of PTSD goes undiagnosed or not. Um, men and women are not given the appropriate resources to cope. And then, obviously, that's going to immediately affect all your personal relationships. So... It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and being apart for so yeah. long and yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No. Yeah. So um so according to a New York Times chapter excerpt from a book called What Every Person Should Know About War, humans have been entirely at peace for only two hundred and sixty eight of the past thirty four hundred years, which is only eight percent of that time. Yikes. That's like so much. Like calm down, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly, when you said that, I'm surprised that there's even time where there wasn't a war, you know, in the whole world. Yeah. Huh. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. What, what constitutes a war? I looked up definitions and it was like just, uh, armed conflict between like two nation states Mm. or parts of nation states. And this book also defined it as where a thousand people die but that wasn't like what um or at least a thousand people Hmm. um but that wasn't what like merriam-webster got it defined it as we believe in merriam-webster here so (laughs) interesting 
Um, my next love fact mm-hmm. is that during World War II, more than 60,000 servicemen married women overseas. The, wow. And because of this, the U.S. Army la- launched Operation War Bride, which promised the servicemen that their wives and children would receive pr- free passage into the United States. And this brought over more than 70,000 women and children into the United States from other countries like Britain, Philippines, and Japan. And over the years, an estimated 300,000 foreign war brides moved to the U.S. because of this War Brides Act. Wow. I'm kind of surprised they did that, honestly. I'm not because they, I mean, you have to give good benefits to veterans right or else there's like what's the what's the uh attractiveness i don't know if you right you know you got to give them something or else why are they gonna put their lives on the line oh my gosh this just reminded me another update (gasps) hang on i got a i got a text oh my hang on was it from a russian hacker no (laughs) (laughs) close it was from the army (gasps) (laughs) sorry too real (laughs) it says good morning Sorry to interrupt your day. I'm Sergeant Banks at this Army Career Center. I'm reaching out to see if you are interested in learning about the options and benefits available in the Army and Army Reserve. Blah, blah, blah. Sergeant Banks. That sounds like a TV show character. (laughs) I'm Sergeant Banks. You think that's just the generic name they use? Maybe. I know. Like, can you imagine me in the Army? No. No, thanks. I do not do well with being yelled at. No, I would cry immediately. <laughs> Constantly crying. Absolutely. <laughs> there was this TikTok, of course, you know, and it was like yeah. the different signs and when they cry. What What's your sign? I don't know. I'm a Virgo. Virgo. Okay. Which it checks out. Good. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I psychic and also cries a lot and emotional. So hi perfect but the one <laughs> it was like a therapy a therapy session and it's like it, um when was the last time you cried to all the signs i don't remember what the virgo one was but the pisces one was crying <laughs> like right then <laughs> and i was like yep <laughs> oh that's funny so anyways um so i'll i'll combine these two the u.s military can consi- consists of five branches mm. the army navy marine corps Air Force and Coast Guard, and currently women make up about one. Sorry, the number was really small. <laughs> make up about one fifth of officers in all sections of the military, except for the Marine Corps, oh. where they make up only eight percent oh. of officers and nine percent of enlisted people in the Marine Corps. And the branch with the highest percentage of female officers is the Coast Guard, where they make up twenty-three percent. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, when you said one-fifth, I thought you were going to say 1%. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, good for you, ladies. Anyway. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely went in different directions. Um, but in 1942 alone, 1.8 million weddings took place in America. Because that was... Oh, my god, World War II beginning i believe didn't it end in wait what was i 42 i forgot the year already 42 that's like in the middle yeah still anyways and then (laughs) (laughs) two-thirds of those (laughs) were newly enlisted military men 
Hmm. And fun fact about this fact is that the little church around the corner, a.k.a. Okay, no. It's titled Church of the Transfiguration, a.k.a. The Little Church Around the Corner, which was on East 29th Street between Madison and Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Couples would literally line up in the church's ivy-covered courtyard waiting for their turn to get married. And the reverend of the church wrote a book titled Marriage is a Serious Business, a book for young couples where he warned, the hasty marriage caused by glamour and excitement rather than genuine affection is one of the evil products of war. Oh. Mic drop. Yeah, some truth. Yeah, so all wow. these young couples getting married just because it, it's like, oh, well, he's going to go off to war. We have to get married and I have to yeah. have a baby like right now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> um, my last love facts are specifically about World War Two because um, that's when my story takes place. So, you know that I turned to the most reliable source I could find. World War <laughs> World War Two facts for kids. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so welcome to um our War for Kids podcast. My favorite type of war. <laughs> where we talk about <laughs> where we talk about how World War Two started in September of nineteen thirty nine after German troops invaded Poland. Mm-hmm. Um and the US didn't join World War Two until nineteen forty one. So maybe this is so if they were all getting married in 42 that would right that would check, check out, out with like us being brought in yeah got it yes wow well yep yeah because poland oh wait no i was thinking of switzerland being like the the middle ground of anyways u.s history world wars included is disgusting yeah i just think about like military historians and i'm like you know yeah that's that wasn't a very good sentence for a podcast, but <laughs> the, the look you, you know the look <laughs> the she look. just gave. Come on, you know. Yeah, well, like think about the Civil War and how they fought. Like they literally were just standing right in front of each other. Like like how stupid is so that? stupid? <laughs> anyway, anyways, do you want to tell me your story, or um, do you have one more love fact? No, I'm done with my love okay, facts. Let's my hear it. bad love facts. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> really phoned it in there. <laughs> Okay, so uh, my story is the story of Gilbert Bradley and G. G. At this point, G is just the letter G. Okay. Um, so I actually found this story when I was looking for a story for Forbidden Love, and you'll see why. Um, and this story takes place in England, and I'm going to do some like time jumps. Love it. So just to preface. <laughs> um in 1938, Gilbert Bradley went on a houseboat vo- vacation. Fun. I didn't know houseboats existed in 1938, but good for him. Clearly, they did by himself. He went um, on vacation. No, I I don't know all the details, but it was like a party. Oh, fun. because while he while he was there, he met G, and they quickly fell in love. Soon after meeting, World War II broke out. Um. And even though he tried hard not to enlist, even going so far as to fake epilepsy, Gilbert became an infantryman for the British Army and was stationed at different places across the country for training. While he was in training, he obviously missed G, and so they exchanged hundreds of 
love letters. Aww. Here's an excerpt from one written on January 24th, 1939. My darling, I lie awake all night waiting for the postman in the early morning, and then when he does not bring anything from you, I just exist. A mass of nerves. All my love forever, G. <laughs> well, like, feelings. feelings. So, uh, fast forward to 2008. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Gilbert Bradley... <laughs> Fast forward to 2008, Gilbert Bradley dies at the age of 92. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and after he passes away, all of his belongings are given to an estate company that sorts through them and sells the valuable stuff. Okay. So the estate company came across all of the letters that he and G wrote to each other. And they sell them to a World War II antique dealer. Meanwhile, Mark Hignett who is a historian and curator of the Oswestry Museum, maybe? Sure. In Shrop, Shropshire? Shropshire? <laughs> <laughs> Shrop, Shropshire? Shropshire? I don't know. Shropshire, uh, England, is... Uh, so he's on eBay looking for materials that might be relevant to the museum. And since Gilbert was at one point stationed in Shropshire, uh, Hignett comes across his letters and he buys a few of the letters and when he receives them he can't stop reading them because they're so interesting at first he assumes that g is just an abbreviated name for a girlfriend or a fiance but after reading the contents of the letters hignet discovers that g is in fact also a man <gasps> dun 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 <laughs> G stands for Gordon Bauscher, and he was the man, or the person, who Gilbert Bradley met and fell in love with on the houseboat vacation. Once Hignett made this discovery, he hurried to find and buy as many of the letters as he could. There are as many as 600 letters, and Hignett has spent over a thousand pounds acquiring them. Wow. And um, he went through such effort because this was a huge historical find because most letters between same-sex couples were destroyed by the couples themselves Mm. out of fear of retribution if anybody ever found them. And in the case of Gilbert and Gordon, the letters are particularly special because Gilbert was in the army, an institution that had severe punishments for anyone convicted of having a same-sex relationship. So you can look at the pictures. I don't have a picture of Gordon, unfortunately. It's kind of the first picture is kind of confusing because it's yeah. two pictures of Gilbert, but they're both Gilbert. Okay. And then you can see the letters, and later on, um, what's his name? Gordon G. No, Mark. Oh, <laughs> Mark Hignett, the historian. Look at him yeah. in all his letters. <laughs> in England, homosexuality was illegal until 1957. And those convicti- convicted of homosexuality could face up to 10 years in prison. Wow. And in the British military specifically, it was even worse because um, getting caught having sex with a same-sex partner could be punishable by hard labor in prison or even by death. <gasps> and it wasn't until 1967 with the Sexual Offenses Act that consenting men in the military over 21 years old were allowed to have same-sex relationships and being openly gay in the British Army wasn't allowed until the year 2000. Because it's like the whole don't ask, don't tell thing, right? Yeah, which I think in the U.S. was like 
2010 yeah. maybe gosh yeah way late Ugh. disgusting <laughs> i keep doing that sound for zane you know and he's just, he's like what is that stupid voice you're doing <laughs> like he doesn't get it at all <sighs> um so here are some more excerpts from the letters from one um sent february 1st 1941 one of them i, I don't know which one writes um my darling boy for years i had drummed it into me that no love could last for life mm. i want you darling seriously to delve into your own mind and to look for once into the future imagine the time when the war is over and we are living together would it not be better to live on from now on the memory of our life together when it was at its most golden pitch <laughs> i want a love letter I'll read you a love letter. Oh, thank you. Let's write each other love letters. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, or you listening could write us a love yeah. letter. Yeah. at gmail. In the form of an Apple <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's one more, which was sent on February twelfth, nineteen forty. My own darling boy, there's nothing there's nothing more than I desire in life but to have you with me constantly. I can see, or I imagine I can see, what your mother or, and father's reaction would be. The rest of the world would have no conception of what our love is. They do not know that it is love. <laughs> Which is so sad. Is sad. And it's about to get a little sadder because Gilbert and Gordon wrote to each other from 1939 to... 1945 and then the letters stopped and nobody really knows why they stopped or what happened but the fact is that this sweet and improbable love story did not unfortunately have a fairy tale ending um the two had dreamed of moving to california together where their relationship might be more accepted and they even vacationed there together after the war but in the end, only Gordon moved to the United States alone. And Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> I, I just have to say how confusing it was to write this because I cannot remember what Gilbert is and what Gordon yeah, is. And like, that's hard. Even while they were writing the letters, their relationship was still unconventional. Um, because while traveling around for the military, Gilbert made his way to Scotland where he met and fell in love with two different men. Wait. And he, so this is like men number, man number two and man number three. And yeah, Gordon is man number one. Yeah. Wow. What? Gordon is like back at home and Gilbert's in Scotland. Living his best life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he actually, he actually told Gordon about the affairs and well i don't know if they considered them affairs but gordon wrote back that he understood why they fell in love why they f- <laughs> he wrote back that he understood why they fell in love with you after all so did i <gasps> so he's like very understanding of the situation yeah. and so i don't think that was like i don't know hmm. there's not enough information sure. and i couldn't like access the letters to read right. more you have to pay a thousand pounds um <laughs> I need to buy a flight to <laughs> Shropshire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe when we can fly again. Yeah. First um, stop, Shropshire. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're doing our first live show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It'll be a huge turnout. Just for Mark Hignett. <laughs> Bring all the letters. Okay, I'm sorry. That was probably so loud. It was like a very pure, hearty laugh, though, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> so Gordon moved on to California, and he apparently became a famous horse trainer. Cool. And while he was there, he also apparently employed someone named Sirhan Sirhan. Have you heard no. that name? Is it a horse person? <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't know if it's a horse horse person, but it's the man who went on to assassinate <gasps> Robert Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Wait. He he did. What was their relationship? He Gordon employed him. Oh, I think as a horse trainer. Junior? Maybe as a horse trainer. Horse junior trainer. Not. Yeah. I d- I don't know. Okay. That will forever be a mystery. Interesting. <laughs> Um, and Gilbert went on to have another relationship with MP Sir Paul Latham, who I'm assuming that's some kind of military title, because uh, MP Sir Paul Latham got in trouble for improper conduct, which I understood from the context to be like having relationships with un- uh, with other men. Yeah, I would assume. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Gordon is thought to have passed away in 1993. And as I said before, Gilbert passed away in 2008. And that's when all the letters were discovered. Wow. Um, so even though their relationship ended in 1945, or their letter writing relationship, it's clear that they had to have held such a sweet spot in Gilbert's heart for him to hold on yeah. to 600 let like. That's not a small no. uh, amount of space. But we'll have to look around. <laughs> did Did you have any information on if they ever like got married or? I don't think they got married. No. Well, not to each other, but uh, well, they in couldn't. General. Oh, t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, they couldn't. No, yeah. <laughs> um. No. Okay. I there wasn't that much information about them, or even from the letters. Um. And which is potentially because Mark is planning to go on to publish the letters in a book Mm. in chronological order. And there has also been talk about a movie deal. As of April 2008, film director Andrew Valentine had a deal in the works, but I haven't seen anything since. Mm. So he's probably still trying to get funding or something. Um, And then they also... The letters prompted um, the Heritage Open Days Festival, I think it's a festival, to commission an artist named Olivia (laughs) (laughs) Olivia Winteringham, Winteringham, I don't know, um, to take a lot of love letters that people at this like workshop wrote and they burnt them and then they sent them to Heart and Diet to the heart and diamond company which turned the letter ash into a diamond what yeah whoa that is now um part of the gilbert and gordon exhibit hmm. yeah how would you feel if like your whole life you had like the secret love and then you yeah. die and someone like gets to profit off of it <laughs> i think i'd be mad they're about like it. well and they like publish all yeah. your like dirty secrets yeah well, let me read you the quote. Let me read you a quote from one of the letters that every single article on 
this story ended on because it's the perfect ending to this story. (laughs) One of the two wrote in a letter, wouldn't it be wonderful if all our letters could be published in the future in a more enlightened time? The world could see how in love we are. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) Well, publish those dang letters. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So that... That is a story of Gilbert and Gordon. Aww. Well, I hope they get published. We'll have to keep an eye out and see if they do. I know. I mean, that's been like two years ago. So get on it. Hill. Mark. What's his name? Hill. Hillgrip. Hill. Who? What's his name? Mark. What? Hignet. Hignet. I wonder if. Yeah. I wonder if he's looking for more. Because mm. it seemed like they kind of got all um, separated. Interesting. The the letters, and so he's been trying to like get them back one by one yeah. or piece by piece yeah so wow well gilbert yeah. and gordon gg well my story also takes place world war ii time and my story is the story of norwood thomas and joyce durant that is like such a name it is norwood, norwood. it kept my i just my okay. laptop just kept correcting it to norway and i was like no <laughs> Norwood. That's not it. Imagine having a baby and looking down at him. <laughs> it was probably like a family name, right? I mean, I can't imagine. It has to be. But yeah. like someone had to start. Baby are Norwood. These, are these British people? No. Norwood is... Well, you'll see. So... Okay. Sorry. No, sorry. That's okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Norwood is American. Um, So okay. 1944, Norwood Thomas is 21 years old and a GI... Which I googled because I didn't know what that meant. I think it just means like a basic soldier. Yeah. Like the GI Bill? Like G.I. Joe? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know what the GI Bill is. Should I know what that is? It probably. <laughs> Anyways. Moving on. Um, so he was stationed outside of London. And that is where he met 17-year-old Joyce Durant. So Norwood is <gasps> American. Joyce is British. He said... I knew that was the girl I was going to marry. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. Um, looking at her picture, a picture of her, he says, okay, so I should preface by saying um, he was like interviewed kind of. So I got this from a f- video. So I have a lot of quotes and stuff because okay. might as well hear it from him, right? So yeah. looking at a picture of her that he has, he says, if she looked at me like that now, I don't know what I it would do to me. But Aww. he, so he met her. They had some fun time together, but he had to go do war stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he headed out to. Oh, do you do war? <laughs> um. So he he had to go to Normandy and D-Day. It was like very close to D-Day time. Jeez. Yeah. So they said their goodbyes and never saw each other again. <gasps> Until well, they exchanged letters, <laughs> but eventually went on with their lives and both got married to other people. <gasps> Thomas, who is now 93 years old and a widower, has always remembered her. He said, <gasps> I placed her on a pedestal, untouched, pure and unattainable, because in my mind, that is what she really was. But I want to pause here because, like, if my husband, like, if I pass away and my husband is, like, she is the most amazing, unattainable woman, like, I'd be pissed. 
I was gonna say this after you were done uh talking about that because yeah like like the whole time you're married we've talked about this several times the whole time you're married they're like oh it's just somebody yeah just like go marry them then like why are you marrying someone else if (laughs) that's the person like that's so frustrating I would be really then it's like your whole like I think okay there's there's two things of like if you are a widower or a widow and you remarry because you don't want to spend the rest of your life alone like I get that but if you go back to like your first love and it's just like what was what was your first marriage then it's like all and, like you've been thinking about you've been thinking right. about them this whole Ugh, time like that. so sorry Norwood but you, you're a little bit you know on my list of <laughs> questionable questionable moment so anyways but this is a love story and it's it's a very long list. it is it is and he's towards the bottom because you know there's worse yeah and this is a cute Definitely. love story so you know whatever we forgive we you do. so norwood if you're listening <laughs> yeah um norwood said that joyce is like star trek always wanting to venture into the unknown <laughs> and I can tell by your face what? that I don't know if you've ever watched Star Trek. Have you? Okay. No. So I haven't either <laughs> until like about a year ago when my dad got them all on DVD and it was like Christmas time and we were up at the cabin, which has limited streaming capabilities. So we we watched it and Loki, it's a good show. I don't know if I've talked about it. I feel like I maybe did. You, I think I you did. mentioned it briefly. No, I definitely did. At least to me. Yeah. That you watched yeah. it and I was like. Anyways. Okay. I included that because I think Star Trek's not that bad. So, but I'm a little bit more nerdy than you, I think, in in that realm. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, um, Kendall is. Don't be fooled. Kendall is way cooler than I'm I am. I'm not cool. <laughs> not cool. No cool kids here. Um. Anyways, they were vacationing south. So Joyce and Norman. Nor- nope. <laughs> wait so how wait was Tracy's I'm no, so sorry, sorry. I, this is like you calling Derek Aldred <laughs> would you call him Adam, Adam or something <laughs> wait who's Joyce this is the his 17 the 17 year old that he met when stationed in London how'd they meet each they other just, I don't know they just met because he was stationed okay. there and she lived there um no how'd they re-meet oh we haven't gotten there yet or oh okay sorry. you're talking about when they were yeah. okay so they were vacationing south of England um, in their younger years and walking along a beach. And they climbed up a cliff and there was a sign that said, okay, wait, I think I should need to back up because this is relating to the fact that she is like Star Trek, always wanting to venture into the unknown. So don't forget about that. Okay. So they were climbing up a cliff and there was a sign that said, danger, mines. So they just walked <laughs> through a field of mines. Um, <laughs> and her response is like that she just laughed and like wanted to keep walking. So <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, so quirky. Quirky. I'm not like other girls. I'm, I'm different. I'll walk through a minefield. <laughs> um. So present day, a year ago, Joyce's son tracks down Norwood on the internet. Joyce is now 88 and divorced so she gets a pass for not being a widow and always thinking of this other man and she currently or at the time lives in australia they talked to oh yeah they talked to each other for the first time in 70 years over skype and you can look at the photos there's a photo of him and looking at her on the computer and it's just the sweetest thing (gasps) (laughs) he looks so cute 
Hang on, I was I forgot about the picture. You just have to look <laughs> I'm at so it. Prepared. I'm gonna wait because he okay. looks so happy. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> he's so, he's like a little kid. He's so excited. It's so sweet. <gasps> it's so sweet. So um, they talk over Skype, and he says the only problem is that I can't take you into my arms and give you a squeeze. A squeeze. No, that's something my grandpa I would know. say. <laughs> so Norwood flies to Adelaide, Australia. In February 2016 to visit Joyce. And this... That's, like, so old to fly on a plane. Like, go Norway. And that's a long... From U.S. somewhere to Australia. That's a long flight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm too old to make that flight. No, thanks. (laughs) My back? No. (laughs) Um, And this actually was broadcast on an Australian TV show called The Project, which is just, like, a talk show, news, current affairs kind of show. And so I'll, I put the link, but there's a video of them meeting. And it's it's kind of cute. It's not like, you know, it's just two old people kind of waddling towards <laughs> each other and hugging. So. <laughs> Sorry if that's mean. Um, I love old people. So I love all people. Um, except murderers <laughs> and bad people. <laughs> I'm just digging. Just keep digging and digging and digging. Okay. I'm going to stop. Oh, yeah. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah. Anyways. When they, when they met, Joyce says... Well, you're still vertical. <laughs> I'm going to say that to all my old friends when I'm an old person. Still vertical. Um, and they shared a long embrace. And he said he felt an emotion that he hadn't felt in a long time. Obviously not with his previous wife, but, you know. Um, they both still had each other's photos of, you know, when he was in the military and she was younger. Oh my gosh. And she says, you know, to find someone who loves you and you love them in the latter years of your life, it would be rather special, wouldn't it? She says that in a British accent. So that's why it's, you know, anyways. So they, they end up spending Valentine's Day together. Um, after visiting her, Norwood goes back home and they speak to each other four or five times a week. And Norwood was planning on going back to Australia in the spring but oh no before you bring us down as you i'm sure you will i just have to say it's very impressive that they could connect four to five times a week a time difference b technology c it does he have somebody to help him yeah 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 good good for them okay sorry now bring the inevitable in october 2016 joyce suffered a heart attack which she could not recover from and passed away in December. <gasps> I was not expecting it to I be know, her. Because she's five years younger. younger. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a video of before they met and then after he met and he's crying and it's very, very sad. And Aww. Norwood says, I am the only remaining member of my family. All the men I parachuted with in Normandy are gone. I can't locate any of my old high school friends. I have new friends, but none left from my earlier life. I do. So I do feel somewhat alone. Kendall. I'm sorry. I cannot handle sorry. that right now. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm wrapping up. He, he was asked Ooh. if the grief of losing her so soon after they reconnected was worth it. And he said, oh, yes, it was probably the greatest event of my life. And well, to close. Norwood. I know. <laughs> sorry. First of all. I'll be Norwood's friend. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not sure if he's 
still probably alive. not but that was that was four, four years, years ago, ago. I, I haven't seen an update um but he at the time of this article he plans to purchase a memorial bench for joyce and have it placed along one of the paths in australia where they strolled arm in arm <laughs> i'm sorry that's the story of norwood and joyce it has been too like full of a week for that story to happen <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's a happy story, right? Like, they got to reconnect. They didn't have to go the rest of their lives, like, wondering if Mm -hmm. um, the other person was thinking of them or, you know, still had any feelings. So, at least they both got to have that peace. So, yeah. (sighs) Two semi-sad endings to relatively happy love-filled stories, but... I mean, I guess it's fitting for stories about war. Yeah, look at that. We did that on purpose. I'm going <laughs> But, yeah. Can I tell you next week's theme? I need to hear it after your story. Okay. Um, also, my lighting has gotten progressively darker, and I can't, I don't want to get up to turn the lights on. So, if you watch our Instagram, uh, you'll see the teaser video, and you can see the lighting change, I'm sure. But, anyways... The theme for next week, episode 15, is puppy love. <gasps> oh. Oh, I I wasn't expecting that. Oh, good. Okay. So, what do you wow. think when you think puppy love? And then I'll tell you what I think. I know. Oh, shoot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I just kicked my microphone cord. <laughs> <laughs> um, that scared me more than anything. I think of, like, um, kind of like young mm-hmm. love uh like infatuation not in like a creepy way but yeah yeah i think like 12 year old that is like oh my god i'm in love you know and it's like yeah it's just very sweet and innocent and innocent and sweet can go tell your tell your friend to tell your boyfriend that you want to hold hands at recess (laughs) but i mean it doesn't have to be like 12 year olds but that's that's the vibe i feel like so. mm. oh yeah that's gonna be a fun yeah. one i think that'll be hard to research i do too but it'll be good it'll be worth I know. it so you'll have to tell me what your story is because so. you'll probably find yeah. it before <laughs> me. you're always on top of it i'm not but oh, sometimes yeah. anyways okay well thanks for listening <laughs> um submit your love stories at spinpodcast.com or theme suggestions yeah and um Follow our TikTok. <laughs> Share your favorite TikToks with us. Oh my gosh. Forget following us. Just send us the send TikToks t- that you like. Send talks. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>